Hello everyone and welcome to another Sunday here at WAC Online Service. If you're wondering why we are back here online, it's simply because there is an untoward incident that happened. And so since your safety is our priority, uh, we decided to temporarily halt the physical gathering. But worry not, we will be having announcements from time to time on the schedule uh, for the succeeding Sundays and what we are doing and how we are doing it. So please uh, follow our Facebook page so that you will be updated on the different announcements. On the flip side, on the good side though, uh, we are very thankful that we have this online platform where we could continue to share and spread the word of the Lord. And we are very happy that you are watching this video, that you are joining us, uh, although virtually, in learning more about the word of God. And that is something that we could be thankful for, right? Amen. So um, last week, uh, let's do a very quick recap. We dived into something that we have been knowingly or unknowingly doing, and that is lying. So we have learned how harmful it is, not only for ourselves, for our relationship with God, but also our relationship with other people. How it is very dangerous, very detrimental. That, In fact, the title is To Lie is to Die. That's how grave a situation is if we continue lying. So I hope that after learning about that, we have a change of heart, that we have made the right decision and the right choice to stop lying and to start seeking the truth that is found in the Word of God. All right? So, so far, the messages that we've had for this month uh, doesn't really make up a series. It's not really very closely knit together or linked. However, individually, they meet us and slap us with the reality of what does it take and what does it mean to really have a genuine relationship with God. And so the message this morning also goes in line with uh, the theme of having that relationship with God. So if you have your Bibles with you, please open it to Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 31. And I'll be reading it from the New International Version or NIV. If you have your other versions, that is okay. And let's read. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather, although virtually, Lord God, to learn more about your word. Lord Jesus, I know that you're with us, and I pray that you will be uh, in each and every one of our homes, each and every one of our places. Guide us to focus on your word, to glean upon it, Lord God, to... Open our hearts and open our minds to really absorb your word and to learn from it and eventually put it into actions so that other people may be blessed also, Lord God, with your word. Father, I pray that you will use you mightily and will be sharing your word to your people. And make me, Lord Jesus Christ, your vessel that I will be able to share it to them, Lord God, the way that you want it to be shared. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, so the title of the message uh, today is Love God to Love Others. And perhaps we have read uh, the passage that we've just read um, 
many times writing the Bible. And these are the two, two greatest commandments, as Jesus have simply put it. And we, you can see actually a reference of it in De Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 5, for the verses 29 to 30. And you could also look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, for the verse 31. So you could see um, Old Testament scriptures being quoted here by Jesus in Mark chapter 12. And so we will be dividing the message today into two parts. So first is the first commandment and the second one is the second commandment. So let's go dive in uh, to the first commandment, which is love the Lord your God. And we'll read again verses 29 and 30. So the most important one, answer Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and with all your strength. So to say you love the Lord is easy, right? We could just say it any in any way, in any time that you want. I, I love the Lord. But to really mean it and to really uh, consistently put it into action, that is certainly difficult, right? So it takes our everything and every aspect of our lives to really and to fully love the Lord. As Jesus put, as simply put it here, heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love the Lord your God. You need to love the Lord your God with all of these aspects of our lives. Um, however, in order for us to fully respond to Him, to really do love Him in all those areas, we must first believe on who He is. Right? And this comes in identifying and accepting identifying and accepting who God is and who God should be in our lives. In verse 29, it says, The most important one, answer Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And I want you first to circle the Lord our God. What does the Lord our God mean? What, what is a Lord? Okay. A Lord is someone or something having power, authority, or influence. A master or ruler. In short, we identify and accept that the God in whom we give love, right, has the power, authority, and influence over our lives. So this is the first thing that we must accept and we must identify. That the God that we are serving, that the God that we are saying, I love you, God, is also a Lord in our life. And Lord means having that power and authority and influence in our life. And so the actions, the words that we speak, the actions that we do, the decisions that we make, the Lord our God has influence, has power, and has authority over these things. Once we believe and once we accept that the God that we are serving is also our Lord. And so we might ask, why is it that I cannot, you know, fully love the Lord? Maybe because you are still holding authority, a portion of authority over your life. You are still holding a portion of power over your life and influence over your life. When in fact, you should have given it all to the Lord. There's a difference between saying, I love you, Lord, and giving it your all and saying, I love you, Lord, but still having the teeny tiny 
piece or portion of power, of influence, or of authority. And you might think, oh, this is just a small part. This is just a small portion. There's only one room in my life that I'm keeping for myself. But that piece of thing, that piece of portion, that piece of room that you are, you know, not giving up to the Lord, that spells a huge difference in your relationship with God. And that changes everything. That hinder us from loving the from the loving the Lord our God wholly. God wants all, and we should give him all. Unless we acknowledge and accept that the master in our life is God, we cannot truly and we cannot wholly love him. All efforts and affection are half-baked because we only give a portion to God. No matter how loud, how passionate, how desperate your statements are that you love the Lord, if you deep inside there are still portions in your life that you do not surrender and do not give full to the Lord, that all counts as still half-baked. And that is not loving the Lord your God wholly because you're keeping something you know, for yourself. And second, you must understand that the God we are serving is only one. Deuteronomy, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35 and 39. So it's not 239, but and 39. In verse 35, it says, You were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides Him, there is no other. So the Lord is God. Besides Him, there is no other. So He's only one. Verse 39, Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth below. There is no God other than the God in the Bible. Period. If that doesn't sit right with you, then you cannot love the Lord your God wholly. Because you do not accept that He's the only one and true God. You can play God all you want, all day long. If you want to make yourself a, a, a God, go ahead. If you want to make other people as your God, go ahead. If you want to make things as your God, dreams, aspirations, whatever you want in life as your God, go ahead. But let me tell you, you are just living a lie. You're just lying to yourself. You're just convincing yourself and turning a lie into truth when in fact it's just simply a lie. There is no fruitfulness in that because there is no life in lying. Only death comes with lying. Because the truth is, you're going to read the Bible back and forth there is only one God, and that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And whether you believe it or not, that won't change. He's the God who created the heavens and the earth. He's the God who created you. He's the one and true living God. He's the one written in the Bible. Again, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't change the fact, doesn't change the truth that is written in the Bible. But God is the only one and true God. You can make, make you can create make makeshift gods, but that doesn't count. 
you're just living a lie. And so, when you have come to terms with identifying and accepting who God is in your life, then you can express genuine love to Him. Because in the first place, if you know who God is and His part in your life, then you can move on to the next step. Oh, I can serve, I can love holy because you are my master, you are my God. Right? So this action that we do of loving God is actually a response of what God has already done for us. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it says, We love God because He first loved us. So the fact that God loved us first makes us, you know, makes it possible to love Him back. And when you look at it closely, 1 John tells us the reason why we are able to love God. The reason why we are able to do so, why we're able to act this way, it's because God has loved us first. And when you go back to Mark in Mark chapter 12, it tells us the manner and how we should love the Lord. Okay? First John tells us the reason why we could love the Lord. And Mark tells us on how, the manner and how we could love the Lord. And that is giving it our all. And notice on the manner and how we could love the Lord. It starts from the heart. It starts from within. And it is being manifested outside through our strength. Therefore, it gives us a picture that affection, what we feel inside, our desires inside, without actions, results to nothing. And at the same way, actions without purpose or desire inside won't last long. What do I mean by this one? Even if you say deep inside that you love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. But it isn't shown outside. There is no actions that match, you know, your, your desires. That would mean nothing. Because people can see it. You know, people are not blessed through it. People cannot know the Lord through, because people will know that you love the Lord based on your actions, right? So how will they know if you will not do something about your belief, about your faith? It will mean nothing. In the same way, if you have all these actions, but you don't have the genuine desire, of loving the Lord, of a purpose of why you are doing those actions, it won't last long. In the long run, you will just get tired and you will just ask yourself, why am I doing all these things? And doubt starts to sink in and eventually you will lose heart. Why? Because there is no purpose. There is no desire in the first place. And so we can say that loving the Lord our God is a decision that we make internally and proven through our actions externally. So there is a decision inside that you got to make. I want to love the Lord. There is a decision inside that says, yes, I accept the Lord as my master, as my God. And with that decision comes the actions outward. That through our strength, we could show on how we love the Lord. 
proof, a testimony that we could, that we love the Lord truly and wholly. Yes, you can fake it with your actions. People can see you externally, but know that God doesn't look at the exterior, but God looks at the heart. And so it's a combination when you say that you love the Lord. It's a combination of, de of your decision inside and your actions outside. To love the Lord. And this love that you've experienced, this love that you responded to God, you know, that because God loved us first, we are able to love Him back and we are able to love others as well. So the second command of God is to love your neighbor as yourself. And let's read again, verse 31 says, the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. The way and how we love our neighbor is connected in how we love ourselves. It's connected in how we see ourselves. In other words, the standard in how we live, the values we have, the source of our love matters because it is carried over to our neighbors, the people around us. And let's uh, talk more about that. It is therefore very important to identify who is the standard of our lives and the source of our love. Two things, who is the standard of our life, of your life, and who is the source of your love? Because if these two things doesn't point to God, then you are doing more harm to your neighbor than help. You're not actually doing love, you know, you're not actually extending love to your neighbor, but extending harm to them. What do I mean by that one? Neither. We're going to talk more about that one. That is why the greatest command is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, our mind, and our strength. It comes first. Okay, to show us that God is our standard and should be the source of our love. Our love for God is a response of His great love for us. Amen? We love Him, we follow Him, we believe in Him. He is the master of our life. If we get this right and straight, if we accept it, if we identify this one, then we can love our neighbors in the best way possible as well. Why? Because the love that uh, we show the love that we give them does not come from our view of ourselves or love from ourselves, but it comes from God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Is that love your neighbor? It's not uh, love yourself, then you love your neighbor. It's you, the ability, right, that you can show love to your neighbor or what love you show to your neighbor is a love that you also show to yourself. And the love that you have within you is, isn't should be the love, you know, that the, the source isn't yourself. Your wants, your desires. No. The source should be God. It should be the Lord. We are able to love and help others because we have experienced it ourselves firsthand. Again, God loved us first. And so we are able to love. 
We know what is love because God has shown us what true love is. Let us not twist and draw love from ourselves. Okay? The reason why we are having this message, the reason why we are, I am able to share this to you, the reason why you are able to show love to other people is because you have been loved by God in the first place. And the love that you have right now, you know, you should not twist that and make it your own. It should all point back to God. Why am I saying this? Because Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And in, when you go to the book of Psalm in chapter 16, verse 2, it resonates the same thing. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. If your standard is yourself, if your standard of, of love is yourself, if your source of love is yourself, if your standard of living is yourself, if your standard of values and how you live your life is, is yourself, then you're doing it the wrong way. Because there's nothing that good that comes out from us. Because we are sinners. Right? I'm able to share these things to you. And I'm, I am changed because of God. I am able to share this to you because of God. It is not because of me. I hope that we understand that loving ourselves means that we follow the Lord. Loving self-love or loving oneself doesn't mean that we follow our wants, we follow our desires. But truly loving yourself is seeing yourself and how God sees you. And if you are okay with that, if you agree with the Lord, that is shown on how you love other people as well. The point is, it all goes back to the Lord. Do not take credit for it. Do not take credit for your standard. Do not take credit for your love that is in you. Because it comes from the Lord. When we try to make ourselves as a standard, or the world as a standard, you know, we're very fond of having the culture as a standard. We are not drawing that line. As Christians, we need to draw that line of the things that we, sh we allow to enter in our lives and the things that we keep outside. We are actually, when we follow the standard of culture, the standard of, of the world, we are actually not helping our neighbors. Rather, we are harming them. And we don't realize it. We are also harming ourselves. Because we are giving them lies. Because we try to live ourselves in lies of the enemy. In a way, encouraging them to live in a Excuse me. To live in a lie. Do what you want. Do what's best for you. Do what you think you like. Right? You love yourself, right? Do what you want. That's what we hear all the time. Love yourself. But it is a twisted version of love yourself. Because it is the loving yourself that is rooted and that is based 
on your wants and on your desires, but not what God wants and His desires for our life. And if we start on that footing, then that is also the love that we give to our neighbor. Because God said, love your neighbor as yourself. If we have that for ourselves, then most likely we also give that kind of standard to other people. So that is why the first command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your entirety. And to come in terms that the Lord that we are serving is a master of our lives, is a God of our lives. He is the source and He's the standard. And once we have that and we come in terms and come in peace with that one, we are able to love other people, the people around us, with the love of God. Not with ourselves, but with the love of God. I hope and pray that we stop the lies. No, we take the lies of the enemy that follows the pursuit of, of our personal desires and interests rather than of God's. If one day you're trapped in a situation where you will be doing or making a decision in the name of self-love or loving yourself, before doing anything, ask yourself, will my actions or decisions that I'm going to do because of self-love, will these actions please the Lord or will these actions just please me? When you're able to answer those questions, then you will realize if that is self-love that is of God or if that is self-love that is of the enemy. To love God is the key to successfully loving other people. When we make God the driving force in our life, the reason and the standard, then we are able to show this to other people. It is impossible that if you have the love of the Lord, it is impossible to not share it to other people because the love of the Lord changes you for the better. The love of the Lord, you know, makes you a better person, way better than you could imagine or way better than you were before. And it should show in your actions, in the way that you speak, in the decisions that you make, and how your mind thinks. We are sinners, like the rest of the world. You, me, we all are sinners. And even the most holiest person that you can think of, that person is also a sinner. That is why God has given us His Son. That is why God has given us His all, His only begotten Son. Because we were once separated because of sin, right? But God wants to be with us once again. And so He gave this one and only Son to show us His love, the gravity, the weight of His love. And when we see that, and once we understood the gravity of their action, we respond to God 
with giving our all to Him. Because He gave His all to us. He first gave His all to us. He first loved us. And so we can love Him. And so we choose to love Him. If there is change that we must do today, it is a change to be more like Christ. In Ephesians, if we go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 22 to 24, it put it plainly and simply. It says here, Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. If we want to love the Lord, our God, with our entirety, and we want to love the neighbors as ourselves, in short, if we want to follow these commandments of God, we need to put off our old self. We need to come before the Lord. We need to put off our old self and allow Him to put on a new garment in His likeness, the garment of holiness and of His righteousness. But until then, you will just fool yourself of saying, of declaring that you love the Lord. But if you do so, if you come before the Lord humbly, coming before Him and making a decision to put off the old garments of filthiness, of selfish desires, of wanting to please oneself or wanting to please other people other than God. If you put it off and you put on His righteousness, then you are on the right path. Then you're able to love the Lord wholeheartedly with your whole mind, with your whole soul, strength, and heart. And it's my prayer that today we will make the decision, that today we will stop chasing after the standards of the world. We will start seeking the truth, the real truth in the words of God, in the Bible. Today, let us be reminded again to not make culture, to not make society our standard. Rather, let's stop lying to ourselves. Let's stop lying in order to please other people. Let's stop lying, you know, and embracing these lies of the enemy and start seeking the truth. Let us allow the Lord to work through us and let us partner with Him in order for us to make you know, to walk in our life of faith the best possible way. And that is through the Lord and no one else's. It is my prayer today that we will come in terms of who God really is in our lives and who He should be in our life. And He displayed already. He gave us love already. And we should respond to Him with love. Not half-baked love, but whole love to Him by giving our all. 
And when we see that picture of God loving us and we loving the Lord, from that footing, from that truth, we can love our neighbors. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, O God, for this wonderful day. Thank you so much, Lord, that we are here once again to hear your word. I pray, Father, that we'll be able to understand your word. That, Lord, we will not just be hearers of your word, but also doers. That whatever, Lord God, we hear today and we listen to today, I pray that we will make a decision to put it into actions. That, Lord, we can say that we love you. We can say that we love our neighbors. That these things not just be words that we utter in our mouth, but really the desire of our hearts. Lord, I pray that we will make you the Lord over our life, the God who reigns in our life, I hope that we make the decision today. And Lord, help us. I know that the enemy, Lord, is also working very hard to veer us away from you. But Lord, help us to really make the decision. Help us, Lord, to stick with you no matter what. To truly love you, Lord, with all our heart, with all our soul, our mind, our strength, Lord God, leaving nothing for ourselves but giving everything to you and to you alone. That we love you with our all and not just a portion. Father, I pray that you help us. Maybe we need to make a very important decision, Lord, in order for us to really do and give our all. Let this be a call, Lord God, for each and every one. And also pray, Lord God, that with this understanding and that with this, Lord God, truth, we will be able, Lord, to love our neighbors with the love that we have received from you. We will not make ourselves as a standard. We will not make ourselves as a source of love as a source of anything, but Lord, we are a channel, Lord, from you to other people. Jesus, we want to be partnered with you, partners with you, for what you want to do, Lord, in our life, in the lives of the people around us. Let this be our desire today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Church, thank you so much for joining us today in another service um, here at WAC Online Service. And I pray that you can join us once again. Uh, please uh, be uh, mindful uh, and follow our page so that you will be updated on the different announcements that you will be making. So be mindful of your decisions and of your actions today. And I hope that you will not uh, just, you know, 
put it in one ear and put it out in another ear. I hope that we really listen. Let's read once again the verses that we just read. Pray upon it, meditate upon it, and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to speak to me with these verses? Not my emotions, not my feeling, not my own interpretation, but Lord, what do you want to speak to me with these words that I am reading, with these words that I am meditating? And it's one uh, practice in seeking the truth. Not putting your own interpretation, but allowing the Lord to speak to you through His Word. I hope that you will have a great day today. And if you have any prayer requests, if you have um, praise reports, then please send us a message in our um, in Messenger, in our Facebook a Messenger, and we will get back to you as fast as we can. We will be praying with you. We will be praising with you uh, through whatever seasons of life that you have that you are in right now. And once again, uh, God bless everyone. Thank you so much for watching this video, and I hope that you share this with your friends as well, so that they too will be. Uh, blessed to the word of the Lord. Thank you once again and see you next time. God bless.